Hello, we're back again here with What's On Your Mind. I have my uh, homegirl, Teresa Dawali. How you doing? What's up? What's up? How's everything going? It's going all right. Everything's going all right? I'm starting to enjoy my summer. Yeah? Even though I'm here in the But States, it hasn't but... been a long summer, though? Uh, I mean, you've been starting summer since the, uh, the pandemic. No, believe it or not. Like, it was, like, really stressful for me. Um, so I worked double from March to June. So finally, when June came around, I was easing off of, like, the workload. And I was like, you know, it's the way I'm done. Like, I can't. What do you mean? How do you, how do you work double? I mean, because you, you weren't going into school. No. How, so, so how would you work in double? Basically, school day. Well, first, I'm a guidance counselor. So once uh, Okay, COVID, so before we that, okay, explain what do you do, how long you had experience doing what you do. Okay, so I'm a guidance counselor. I work in a school setting. Um, I can work with kids from K all the way up to 12th grade. Okay. Um, I've been doing this now for six years. I okay. started off as a substitute teacher, then became a guidance counselor, but I'm certified as a guidance counselor. Um, so so why, didn't, why didn't you stay as a substitute teacher to become a teacher? Well, because my certification was a guidance counselor. I wouldn't be able to be a that's teacher. That's what you went to school for? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a substitute teacher, I would just do per diem, which is per day I get paid. Okay. Um, so I would be placed in the school, work with the kids, whatever teacher wasn't in the school building, and then I would replace that teacher for that day, get paid, and that was it. Okay. Um, so 2019, um, I was working at the school, uh, 8.40 to almost like 4, 4.30. Okay. Every single day, Monday through Friday. Um, and then all of a sudden when COVID hit in March, it was... Your regular school day, okay. which I would start at 8.40 and end at 4.20. Now, COVID hit, we had to create Google numbers so that we can communicate with kids because okay. everything had to be remote learning. So you no longer, so in a class setting, right, mm-hmm. you would teach 20, 25 kids at once, counseling, right? No. No? So as Individually. A counsel- as a counselor, I don't teach. Okay. Um, what I do, I only do the social emotional component to having conversations with children, okay. counseling, um, on a one-on-one basis or on a group basis, maximum maybe five kids. Okay. And um, it would be in my own room, and we would just have either a one-on-one session or a group. Okay. Now, as teachers, teachers have from 24 to up to 30 cap in a classroom okay. to teach. I did not teach. I used to actually teach leadership in my other school, but by con- by my contract, I can't. Was teach. that when you in, you were in the Bronx, right? Uh, when I was in the Bronx, I was a substitute. Okay. Um, then I transitioned to Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, um, I was a counselor and a leadership teacher. So I taught kids uh, twice a week, three times. Then I dropped down to twice a week until the contract said no more teachers. I mean, guidance counselors can no longer teach because they're not equipped and they didn't go to school for teaching. So we are only to do counseling. So you went to school just for counseling? Just for counseling. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my new school, what I do is just strictly counseling. Okay. Counseling from 6th to 12th grade. Okay. Um, so it could be individual counseling or group counseling. So my regular sessions, I have about 27 kids on my caseload that I have to um, put in my schedule. So... Um, that was in between some of their classes, some of the electives. I would pull them out and have conversations with them. So how would you do? How would you do that now? Uh, I guess for COVID. For COVID. So, again, these are uncharted territories. We had no idea. So you point. just had to learn as you go. Yes. Wow. So come the when March, I guess sixteen, the kid, we were already told we we're no longer going to be eligible to go back to the building. 
So we immediately transitioned that next following week after Monday, that Tuesday. So Tuesday to Thursday, they gave us an option of coming into the school building and start learning this remote learning. So every school had to pretty much build a program upon themselves, right, based on the need of their children and their community. So I was brand new into the building at this point because I, I just transitioned from my other Brooklyn school to this new school. Okay. I'd just been in the building six months. So for me, I barely knew my kids. I was just starting to get to know them. Okay. Um, so as a guidance counselor, you're used to having conversations face-to-face. You're used to the touching, like hugging a child. Sometimes that's what um, they need. Yes, and that's okay. what they need. Um, conversations, you, you based on um, body movement, okay. right? Facial expressions. How do I do this in this new virtual world? I had no guidance at this point. Um, but thank goodness that my administrative team they were awesome and they allowed me to just do as I could. Okay. Right? As long as I am speaking to these mandated children, which are my 27 kids that I have to speak who need to be in counseling, okay. um, are addressed, I'm fine. Now, do you have to follow the same curriculum as a, t- as a teacher or do you have, like, it's just totally different? No. Counselors are completely different. Counselors, you're there to speak to them emotionally, behavioral-wise, um, in any in any way possible, finding either programs that you can build within that little group that you're talking to okay. with children um, to address their needs. But is the are these um, and I hope I don't sound like uh, rude or maybe uh, um, out of turn, but are these special need students or like some are, of them do have IEPs? IEPs are um, individual educational programs. Okay. So every child is assessed by a school psychologist. Um, teachers and they assess on what are their basic needs, um, educational wise. So they, do, do they, so you say kindergarten to twelve. So under this school, there was from K to twelve under one. In under this the new roof. school that I was in, yeah. that I'm in now, currently it's six through twelve. Okay. Yeah. So I deal with middle schoolers and high schoolers. Okay. Um, now these are kids that that either haven't have learning disabilities. disabilities yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them have learning disabilities, some have uh, emotional disturbances. Okay, what do you mean? Um, so where they, they act out in classes, oh. um, they can't st- sit still, their attention span is not there. Oh, so, they're probably so what is it called, like ADHD? ADHD. ADD, ad, right, ad. That's what they told me, like, ad, hold on, ADD, ad. So some of them can have, they're in the spectrum, you okay. can say. Some can be, I'm dealing with a, a child right now who's currently um, autistic. Okay. Um, but she's very fluent, um, very smart, articulate, but she she falls under the spectrum. Okay. Um, so Because some kids twice. learn differently, so you have right. to give them uh, individual um, 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 focus, focus more on them. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. As opposed to teaching, because I know I had that, I had that. A teacher would tell me whatever she wanted mm-hmm. and try to beat it in me. I couldn't learn. I'm more hands-on training. Right. So that, um, you have some children that, I will assess that at that point. Okay. Like, for example, if you were to be one of my children um, and I just met you, I would read your IEP. Okay. Right. Um, and they'll tell me from a teacher's perspective, from the school psychologist's perspective, if they had another counselor, I would read all their notes. Wow. And sometimes um, on the notes, you will, you will see that... Um, there would be some blank areas where you're just like, wait a minute, but it just it doesn't fit because I know the child now, and maybe this IEP was created years before. 
So every three years it gets evaluated. Okay. Um, so we add new information. So as um, time progresses, then you figure out how you work with the child. If the child has, let's say, an emotional disturbance, right, for example, I figure out maybe their attention span is not there. So what can I do? What skills can I teach them okay. right, in counseling sessions so that they can take it to their classrooms, right? For example, um, if a child... Um, cannot sit still when they're taking an exam. They get nervous and they start scratching themselves. Really? And they probably okay. pick on an old scab. So we would work on some type of uh, skill building okay. where if the, she feels or he feels a um, like an, an add-on of where they're feeling, they're, they're getting nervous, right? Okay. They, they're feeling these are they, are they Are they born with these disabilities or are they because of trauma or, 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 or something... Maybe not just in a household or something outside of the maybe the, the neighborhood that they come from, something that they see and happening in their life. In their I think that's life. where a counselor comes into play. Okay. Right. Um, because my approach is a holistic approach. Okay. Right. I do a educational, religious, family. Religious. Yes. In a school. Wow. They still no, do no, that. So this is just how I deal okay. with my counseling. And right. Holistic. No, they don't want to teach right. religion. Right, they don't talk about religion. Yeah, because that's... As a counselor, we should be doing a holistic approach. Because okay. what the counselor does in a school is you're putting into the eyes and the ears of these administrative team and teachers the other side of things that they don't know about. The okay. emotional part. The, the What's going on in, at home. What's going on in their neighborhood. Because they have no idea. They're looking at it only academically, but they're not oh, seeing the other components. Okay. And that's where we come into play. Because if they are not... If they're having problems outside the classroom, they're never going to focus inside the classroom. Probably, yes. And they'll okay. see it... Uh, scientifically, like what's going on, oh, they have this issue, for okay. example. But we can say, hold on one second, as a counselor, these are some of the issues that this child's dealing, maybe traumatic uh, experiences that happened before that you guys don't know. So now we have to introduce that into the IEP to figure out how can we work with that child so that academically they can be able to focus. Wow. So, and with 30 children, like an average of 25 to 30 children, mm -hmm. you have to work with these these children individually. Some of them. Some okay. So some of the kids uh, will have IEPs where you will be given an individual session, so they work very well on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Okay. Then you have other children who have group settings who work very well in smaller in groups. Teams. Okay. Um, maybe with two or three kids, but most likely those two and three kids, I'm going to have to assess to figure out which personality fits. So, for example, if I have three children who have the same disability, okay. right, for example, or I see the same skill sets that they, they're all the same, I may put another child who's a um, higher level okay. into that group so that they can learn off of oh, that other child. Okay. So I'm not going to place all of them together um, where they won't, they'll be feeding off of each other. You won't see any growth. Now, I know you said that it's K from 12, but you're not teaching these kids in the same grade level at the same time. Like, for example, yeah. you might not put a 15-year-old... A, a, a and teaching and the same grader. person with a seven? No. no. Okay. So, um, in this case, since I deal with 6 through 12, I would bulk up the, the group in 6th graders. Okay. 7th um, graders would be their own little group. 8th um, graders would be in their own little 8th grade group or individual. Now, for high schoolers, I may switch it up. Okay. I had a senior group with one junior. So, that junior, I had that junior learn from the senior's experiences. Um, so, I had, elevate him. Yes. Okay. And then I had a... A group of ninth graders and it had one tenth grader but okay. the reason why I had that tenth grader in the ninth grade group was because uh, that specific student was an English language learner so that student was learning how to speak English oh, so okay. I had that okay. group 
together also teaching that student how to speak English. So that was great. She was working on her skills. Okay. Um, so again, it goes back to assessment. As long as I am doing what the city requires me to do, which is to speak to them, assess them, give them their evaluations, etc., then I'm doing my job. Correct. Right. What is one of the craziest, and, and, and we're not going to, of course, we can't mention kids name because they're on their age so we're not we're not giving that information yeah. of mm-hmm. course mm-hmm. Uh, but what is maybe uh, maybe you can like tell us or uh, tell us what one of the things that you saw that you saw where you started off with a child and you saw him evolve based on the help that you were giving him without giving too much details I mean mm-hmm. me specific but uh, you know not being able to oh I know who that is if they ever hear the podcast mm-hmm. I know who you're talking about right okay so I have a fear um, but I'll focus on two young men okay. who I, I met in the 10th grade and then uh, moved up to the 12th. And so I actually saw them graduate. Wow. So okay. when I first met them, um, they were learning disabilities and very sh- closed off. One, because I was a brand new individual in okay. the building. Um, they had no idea. They were working with another counselor and I'm completely different. So, as time progressed, at first, I did not see a lot of change in one of the boys. I'm talking about two boys at this point. So, one of the boys, they were very pushback, where, okay. you know, you don't know me, um, I'm very lazy, I'm this, I'm that. Like, he's, like, directing me and telling me exactly how he is. Okay. So, I was like, all right, I took it into consideration. Um, but, like any child, it takes time for you to get to know someone, right? Um, and for kids, they kind of, like, dabble with the waters to test you. See there. how far they can push you. Yeah. Just like a parent, right? Like right. a kid with a parent. Okay. Um, and it was like that for one full year in the 10th grade. When they transitioned to the 11th grade, I started seeing a change. So when they transition, do they, do they go with a great point level as well to, to, to move up to 11th? Or do you guys just see an evaluation no, they, as they, they progress? So I, as they progress um, with the teachers, with the teachers are the ones who evaluate them um, every three years. Okay. So at this point... That child had already been um, evaluated, so now they won't be evaluated ever again because okay. of the three years from 10th, 11th, and 12th. Um, so the child, both of the boys, uh, at one point they were failing. But what I noticed is that they needed positive uh, reinforcement. Why? Wow. Because they would come from a home where uh, the parents, one actually uh, was uh, Spanish. Well, both. Both children were Spanish. One was actually Ecuadorian, so really? he was able to relate Ecuadorian with Ecuadorian in the house. <laughs> as you guys don't might not know, Teresa's half Ecuadorian, half Cuban. <laughs> the best of both worlds, right? <laughs> yep. And what, how, what, you know, before you go into that story, how, how did, you know, how long our family know, because we know each other for a while, like our families know each other. Was it my mom and your grandmother and then your mom, right? Yes. For how mm-hmm. long? Like 30, 30 years? Um, how long you been, you, because you, you used to go... To my mom's house at the age starting yet at the age uh, of what? I'm giving gosh, a shout out to my mom. She she's gonna be famous after I finish all these podcasts because I'm always telling a story about my mom, uh, whether good or bad. Dang, I was in high school. No, I was in middle school. I thought it was so about thirteen. Was like eight, in the eighth grade. Yeah, this is the eighth grade, so this is like nine. Uh, eighth grade was what two thousand. Yeah. So okay. It's been like well, I'm just years. saying, yeah, because it's just a. Yeah. a about yeah. 20 years. And then the way we we knew about each other, but we didn't we never interacted. Yeah, so I knew of you. Of yeah, and my sister. And your sister, but I never physically met. Yeah, because it was funny because yeah, every me. time I would go see mommy, mm-hmm. you would she would be telling me you left. Oh, when yeah. I was leaving, 
I guess you were on your way over there because mm-hmm. you were getting out of work or because mm-hmm. that's when you were in the box. So that was funny. But the way we met was was hilarious because um, what happened is my mother's like a kid, right? She As soon as a new phone comes out, she, she wants it. Forward. So mm-hmm. I am the son that would get the uh, leftovers. Cause I'm like, I'm not trying to buy a seven, dollars $800 phone. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, mom, you know what? You get the five. She got the six. She gave me the five. I think this time she moved up to the, what was it, the six plus? Which is no different than the regular uh, iPhone well, 6. Well, this was 2015. So, yeah, 2015. so what happened is since we were, since we were at the T-Mobile company, all you had to do is just take the SIM card out of one phone and put it in the other. Another. But what happened is our phone numbers, her numbers and my, my personal numbers that are of, of my contacts, mm-hmm. they got mixed in together. So I was erasing a lot of her contacts. Right. And then I came across your number, I think, yeah, I came across your number, but it had no name, which was weird. <laughs> and I texted you. I'm like, listen, uh, I, I just got your number. Uh, I think I, t- I texted you in the afternoon. And because I worked at nighttime, you text me at, what, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning because you were well, you come back from a trip. Yes, I came back from Thailand. Thailand, okay. Mm-hmm. So you came back from Thailand, and I'm like, okay. And we were trying to assess... How do we know each other? Okay, I just got my mother's phone. Who's your mom? I like her name is so and so. You're like, ah, I don't know so and so. Is it this? And then that's how we started. Mm-hmm. We, and that we actually became friends at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. after you became from time. Now, what people don't know is that not only are you a teacher, and we're gonna get back to that. A counselor, sorry. Mm-hmm. How you said for six years now? Six, yeah. Mm-hmm. Six years, but she's also a world traveler. Yes. How many? Well, I know how many countries. How many countries have you traveled to? Thirty. How many did I say? Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine countries. Thirty-nine countries. <laughs> I think the only I I'm a borough traveler. So I've been from <laughs> Queens <laughs> to the city to the Bronx and to Brooklyn. That's it. You know. And if I want to really go outside the box, I go to Staten Island. <laughs> Staten Island. <laughs> Staten Island. You, there you go. If you gotta take a ferry, that's outside yeah. the city. How did that become? part of the, 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 the city. I don't know. Supposedly, like, Staten Island is the armpit of New York. Really? So um, no, no one sorry, stinks. the armpit of Jersey. No one there stinks. Oh, yeah, no one that, no one that Staten Island stinks. <laughs> Just kidding. Just Staten Island people is going to start harassing me. So, 39 countries. So, I bet you saw some crazy stuff. Name a few countries you've been to. Uh... And no, everybody knows me. I cut people off and I jump from conversation to conversation. I know I cut her off on the uh, on the uh, <laughs> on the teaching. On the That's part. all right, because I don't have a boss, so it don't matter. <laughs> so, well, I mean, just the traveling helped me become more of a well-rounded counselor because I would meet different religions and, and different ethnicities. Okay. So that also. Helped what was the first country you traveled to? Um, as a child, it was Ecuador. Okay. Yeah. So that exposed me to a lot. When I mean a lot, meaning back then, this was like in the 90s. Well, I've been traveling to Ecuador when I was uh, one, three, six. So every three years, I was being sent to Ecuador, flying by myself, um, and then meeting my grandmother over there. Okay. So as a child, I would play with other children, children that were very poor at this point. Okay. Seeing uh, houses that were made out of bamboos, um, bamboo sticks and stuff. Yeah. So... And, and seeing kids playing in the dirt and the r- dirty river. So that's okay because I was exposed to that too. Correct. So that also... Yeah, because in Ecuador, they don't them. care. They'll let you right. play there. They're like, oh my God. You know, right. some, some families say, don't dirty yourself, right. Billy. Billy. You know, Me, over like, there, they don't uh, care. Yeah. And another uh, great thing that my family exposed me to was every time that I would go to Ecuador, I would go to a school out there too. Because so on I your mother's side is, is Ecuadorian and yes. your dad's side is Cuban. Cuban. Okay. Right. 
Um, so then my mother, uh, my grandmother would put me into these schools. So I was going to school too. So right? you would go on vacation to go yeah. to school. But it was okay because I was practicing my Spanish. Because okay. the rule in my household was you speak Spanish at home and English outside. Really? Okay. And that's how I was able to keep my... Yeah, because my... you have the Ecuadorian accent. When yes. she speaks... I my, my Spanish accent is not Ecuadorian. It's just like gibberish. It's like broken up. Yours is like straight <laughs> Ecuadorian. Um, and it's funny because when I do speak to some parents in the schools, they're like, where are you from? Because you're not Dominican or Puerto Rican. And I'm just like, oh. Puerto <laughs> Rican. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, no, my family's from here. You know, and they're like, well, oh, because your Spanish is very proper. I'm yeah. like, well, I try. I practice yeah, from Ecuador. <laughs> what, is an, what is Ecuador? Like, they don't yeah. know because only two countries they know is Mexico or now they are yeah. and, and Puerto mm-hmm. Rico. That's all they know. Mm-hmm. You know. And it really depends on the setting that you're working in because like for example in the South Bronx I was working predominantly with Puerto Rican Dominican children um, which would be brown children and then my black kids yeah so it was a mixture Um, they knew about Cubans they had no idea about Ecuadorians so and I already look a certain way for for them it was like I look white yeah um, but when they hear me speak Spanish, they have a connection. White complexion, green, green eyes, right? Hazel? What's it? Hazel. Green? Hazel, yeah, yeah. look at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, blonde hair. Natural? Uh, no, no, we don't I, need I, to know I, that. I, we don't need, yeah, we don't need it. We'll keep it natural. Let's keep it <laughs> So, um, So the first yeah. country you visited was... Ecuador. Ecuador. Yes. And then what is this like with, with COVID and everything happened? I know you came back. What, what was the last country you visited? Uh, Russia. Russia. Wow. Yeah. How is that experience? I mean, because if you go based on what they tell you, was it beautiful? Was it what they actually said? You got to remember, Russia is like half of the world. So I only went to Moscow and St. Petersburg. Okay. Which is the the capital, right? The capital, capital, Moscow, yes. Um, And then St. Petersburg, which is like New York City. It's very vibrant, alive. Um, So I loved it. I love the winter. I love cold weather. Yeah. And it was cold. It wasn't as cold as usually Russia is. So they said that we, because I traveled in, in a small group, um, they said that we actually were lucky because usually the temperature there during February is negative 20 degrees. No. So, yes. And we were maybe at like zero at the time, maybe. Or no, <laughs> so we were hold like on. Maybe we're not 10. negative 20, but we're ne- negative one. It was cold. At some points, it was like freezing. And wow. we were, no, but it was okay. And then it rained. It was ugly. And then other days, it was very pretty. Um, but I loved it. The yeah. food was very hearty, very heavy carbs. Okay. Um, and it, hence and how the were reason. the people? Like nice, uh, um, a, a New York type people, you know, just and, stay focused. Uh, I would say very straight to the point. No side of emotions are really? shown, um, and ve- very direct. Very direct individuals. Like they just okay. don't play around. They don't joke around. Really? It's just like straight to the point, and that's it. That's it. So they have to get to know you in order for you to kind of joke with okay. them. Okay. Um, and I guess that just comes with the territory. They've always yeah. been like that, from what I've heard and what I've read. Um, so I wasn't expecting anything different. Um, so what what you read and what you heard from people was exactly what you yes you got. Mm-hmm. okay and it's pretty if you visit down in Brooklyn um, yeah the Russians the, the Russians it's the Over same ocean, thing I think Ocean Ave right Ocean Avenue Ocean I think so yeah uh, Bay, something like uh, that Bay Bay what is it not Bayside it's something with Bay in Brooklyn I don't know. um but there's a huge Uzbekistan um, Russian um, Kazakhstan I think um communities okay. that resemble a lot of what like Russia really looks 
Um, they have their spas, the same thing, the spa that I went out to Russia with, they whack you with them. No. Yes. They whack you. Got you got whacked? Them. Yes. No, how, you got whacked? Yeah, so basically you stay in this, it's like a spa, right? Um, you go in, it's a, a huge um, tub that's very cold, cold, cold water. Then you have like a sauna. Yeah, because the Russians are cold. Yeah. Um, and then you have a sauna and then you have a hot room where in there it's just insanely hot. You stay there and then they give you like a bucket full of leaves. <laughs> And in like branches, and what you do is that you dip it in the in the bucket of water, cold water, and then you whack yourself, or they whack you. For what? Because what it does, it opens up your pores, um, and it, it doesn't. Like, hot water do that? Uh, well, the hotness of the room opens your pores, and then with the smacking, it kind of like rejuvenates your skin. Really? Yes. And then after you're done with that, you jump in the cold Couldn't water. Could you just get a scrub? Nope. That's not. That's <laughs> not the, that's not the Russian way. Oh, but that's over there. Not, that's not, not the not, Russian. No, okay, no, no. okay, 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 that's okay. See, I was confused. Okay. But if you go to Morocco, Morocco, they it's a hammam, so they scrub you. I literally scrub <laughs> so you from bu- head to toe. So you're butt, butt naked. Yes. You get scrubbed. Yes. Wow. And that's a hammam. So if you uh, want to hammam, you look it up. You can okay. um, like a Russian spa, and you can do a Moroccan spa. It's two completely different, and I did really? both of them and. What do I prefer? I prefer the hammam <laughs> in Morocco because you are squeaky clean. You can inspect, I can imagine you can inspect with a leaf. Yes. Yo, well, did it hurt? Yo. I mean, you're not going to lie. Um, it was, at first it was like a little bit awkward because you're, you're getting smacked by leaves. Um, but then it's like, for us Hispanics, you know, if you're... Dame más, dame más, I like it. Um, but it, it kind of like, you feel rejuvenated a little bit really? because it's refreshing because you're, you're stuffed up with your coal, you're walking around, it's cold, and then all of a sudden you're in this hot place where you, it's steaming and then you're sweating up and then you're getting smacked and it opens up the pores and I don't know, I just feel I'm just thinking about you getting smacked, I'm sorry. I know I'm just honing, honing on that that one thing of you getting smacked. So what is like, okay, well, g- give me some examples some of the countries, a couple of countries you've been that you saw some crazy stuff or you've been through. Because we were talking off air, mm-hmm. right, early, and you were telling me that you, would, you went to a couple of places that you... Like, mm-hmm. you've been in this situation, but you just had to get up and go. And the hotels that you were paying for, how much they were, they were like dollars, like okay, two, so three. Okay, so how do I travel? Um, I'm not the expensive traveler. If I, I'm, Again, if I choose, I can do so. Okay. I just choose not to because I like to meet people. Because you want very the social, experience. Right. Yeah, okay. I'm a very social butterfly. So I, um, I like to meet other solo travelers or even like a couple travelers. I'm cool with that. Um, because again, the world is so big, um, and I won't be able to go to all these countries throughout my life. Maybe, yeah. you know, God willing. Um, but for the time being, I like meeting individuals okay. from different co- um, countries. So I travel in hostels. Um, so I can either rent a room by myself in a hostel, or I can stay in a dorm room with other people, other females, or other mixed dormitories, which I would sleep with men and women <laughs> in one huge um, bedroom with like, okay. multiple different bunk beds. Okay. And um, what, how much? What What is the average? It, it depends on the country. You can pay like three bucks three a night, dollars. or you can pay like ten dollars a night. Um, wow. Yeah. So it really depends, and there's some really like fancy hostels. Okay. Uh, for example, I went to North Thailand. I stood at a rinky, and it looked nice actually, on on the website. So I got in, and I found bed bugs. 
like no. legit bed bugs, and I ran. I was like, I'm done. How I do you? Aren't they very small? To... No, they were huge because I guess they already sucked the blood out of someone else. <laughs> they got big. <laughs> so they were huge, and I was like, no, I'm done. Like I left. I got my refund, and I left, and I went to the original hostel that I wanted to yeah. go to. And it was beautiful. Like, this hostel had laundry mat. They had a spacious area where you could meet okay. others. They had fridges. And their beds were huge. They had little curtains and everything. Um, I think there I spent, like, $14 a night. And how long were you How long you I stayed there? I stayed there for about four days because then I left to Hong Kong. Yeah, then I left to Hong Kong right after. No. Um, so, yeah. So, I've been to rinky-dinky hostels where bed she's a crazy um but i go in with the mentality i don't okay. expect much right because if you go into these countries expecting luxury well you're gonna set yourself up a failure yeah. a disappointment unless you go like i guess to the to, 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 to cities to the major cities where yes. you're renting in, right. in a hyatt or something right so for example um once i went to the philippines i stood out in the philippines for literally legit one month um and then the last three days before i left to come uh to go to japan what I did was, I'm going to treat myself. Okay. I stood in like a fancy $300 <laughs> um, resort place. And $300 was $300 everything. $300 a night? No, $300 like all the days that okay. I stood there. Yeah. And everything was included. Uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Really? Um, a beach. Gorgeous room. Um, beautiful uh, view. But I treated myself. Why? Okay. Because I was legitimately staying in hostels and traveling, going boats and doing this and flying here and flying there. Then I was like, yeah, I'm tired. Let me Didn't just... you tell me you meet you met someone and you started traveling together? What was that? That? Ha- that happens literally all the time in every country I go to. Really? Yes. In every country that I go to, I will meet at least one or two or maybe four people. And I travel together. The Philippines, I actually traveled with about 10 people at one point. And, and they we were doing started... the same thing you were doing? Yes. I started off by myself. Then I met a couple okay. on a little a little tour that I did, and that couple met another couple. So those four, the two couples, the four, they went out and they did something. And then the original two couple that I, the first couple I met, brought me into that group. Okay. Then when we were traveling to another spot, then we met another couple, and this couple was like, "Oh, where are you guys going?" And we're like, "We're going here." So on this bus, now all it's three couples, including myself. Okay. So I was the loner. I had no <laughs> So then they met another guy who jumped in. So now it's another guy, me, and the couples. Okay. And we travel legitimately to different spots in the Philippines. Wow. So And we're still friends. We still are okay. on Instagram. Um, I went to actually see two of my friends um, out in South America. Um, I'm wait- I was supposed to go this year in, in July to Spain to see my other four friends. But because of COVID, I can't go. Oh. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, and we're still. I'm pretty much every person that I have met. Uh, have you travels, guys? Have you guys uh, stayed? I know you say you stayed in communication, but are you guys planning something together? Yeah, we were planning this uh, July. We were gonna go. Uh, all, all, all four couples. No, so it was gonna be uh, one of the the female out of one couple. We were gonna travel together two different countries. Okay. And then we we're gonna meet uh, two other couples that we were traveling together, see them, and then move on to the next country. Okay. I've traveled with a friend. Um, who's from Germany? We actually met in Peru, so we traveled together. Um, we traveled to Malaysia together. I met her in Singapore. No. Um, so we did that for a little bit. But during that too, there's there's also another thing that you were telling me. I, I think if I remember, not 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 off air, but you were telling me before some of the appetizers, uh, some of the food. Oh, the food. Oh. I mean, that's another thing as a traveler. Um, what were you, you eating? It wasn't burgers eating. and fries. So. No. So. Well, what I love about traveling, and again, like I travel solo a lot of the times. Okay. Um, one because I do my own scheduling. 
I wake up whenever I want, I do what I want, I spend how much I want, I eat whatever I okay. want. Um, and no one is telling me anything. Um, so because everyone that you're traveling or you meet, they're on the same like strict budget, right? There, yes, yeah, so keep you, yourself on a strict yes. budget. So, okay? I have to assess, right? Okay. Again, I'm not the fancy traveler who I will spend money, I'll spend like a hundred bucks one day. No, I kind of keep it if I'm gonna spend, let's say, $30 on food. I'm not going to spend over $30 on something else. Like, okay. I just try to stay at a budget for me. And then go crazy on my actual activities. Like, I will legitimately spend money on activities. Okay. Because. That's the experience. I, right. Um, for example, in South Africa, I did not spend a lot of money in sleeping. Okay. In locations, and fancy locations. Neither eating. But then again, I spend a decent amount of money going shark diving. Seal diving. I spent legitimately over 100 and something dollars. Yeah. Because it was worth it. Um, so as far as food, very open. I've tried a lot of different things. I've tried camel, steak, um, ostrich, uh, turtle, ray, stingrays, scorpions, stingrays bugs. Sco- what? Uh, what bugs have you tried? Stay, stay, wait, wait, wait. Let's go back to stingray. You had stingray. Uh-huh. Like how? Like what did, how did they like prepare an, it? Like an actual, well, they just, well, not fry it, but they grill it. They put it on a grill and they just grill stingray. You just eat the inside. That's it? Mm-hmm. Scorpions too? Uh, scorpion was also, I think, um, they uh, put it on the oven too and they burnt it a little bit and it tastes like soy and vinegar chips. What? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, what is the weirdest thing you've had, like, like bug-wise? Bug-wise. Because I know, I know when you go to these countries, those are appetizers like maybe chocolate, chocolate roaches or something. Or am I, or am I seeing too much TV? No, that that's in Thailand. So okay. So you will have um, like a cart around and put ladies or gentlemen just like pushing it around, trying different bugs. So they have like crickets, they have roaches. Have you tried crickets? Don't tell Cricket, me you tried roaches. Cric- crickets, no roaches. Okay. Like, you know, <laughs> and um, like little crickets, bugs. I've tried. But. How they what? It was the chocolate crickets. No, they're just regular. They just put a little bit of seasoning on it, and you just eat it. What? Yes. Like they'll fry it. They'll. I mean, yeah, they'll they deep fry it. Okay. Yes, they fry and, everything. And, and just crunch, just, crunchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. And it has no like just. That's it. What? Yeah. That's it. You are making it seem like you're like. I mean, again, like I have to try it. You live only once, so it's like, eh, let's just try. It. And if you don't like it, you spit it out. Wow, no, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can eat crickets. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess when you do go to those countries, you gotta be like, all right, you know what? Let me try this. Stingray might be something appetizing. With it, you know, it tasted um, like a grilled fish. It was, okay. it was a different taste, um, but it was similar to a fish. It was our first time. I think we, it was me and my friend from Germany, and what we did was we got. <coughs> Um, we spent about $23 on a huge buffet of like Crickets? different fishes. Oh. So you go in, you choose all the fishes that you want. So we got crab, we got shrimp, we got octopus, we got fish, we got a whole bunch of stuff. And then we were looking at the stingray. We're like, hmm, let's get the stingray. She's never had it. I never had it. Let's try it. Who cares? Um, and it legitimately was $23 between both of us. And it was cooked right there on the spot. It no. was the spot to go to in this specific island that we were at. Um, would I do it again? Eh, I wouldn't have stingray again, but if I have to, I will eat it. You eat the inside, and it's yummy. Mm-hmm. <coughs> um, it's not edited, so they're gonna hit me cough. It don't matter. <laughs> what about? Oh, how, how, but you okay? Then you said you went to Hong Kong. Did you go to? Was it Korea? What? So I went to. So some of the countries I've been to on the eastern side of the world 
Um, I've been to Cambodia, Laos, Thailand, Vietnam. How's Vietnam? Amazing. I, really? That's like my second favorite country that really? I've ever been to. Yes. Uh, 100% the food Why? is so okay. yummy. There's so many different flavors that they use. All natural. People are very, uh, they're amazing. They're awesome. Yeah. Um, and you would think after the Vietnam War, there would be some animosity. No. No, right? But um, that's been a long time. I guess, you know, I guess only the U.S. But they still US have people. <laughs> yeah. only, um, we only hold a grudge. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, that's another topic. Yeah, that'll be another topic. Because the reason we get along here is because she's also a Republican. I am. Trump I am. 2020. If y'all don't like to hear it, y'all can, y'all can stop the podcast now. <laughs> don't worry about it. It won't hurt my feelings. <laughs> so with Vietnam, you have the North and the South. Yeah. So when you visit like different locations and museums, they will tell you their take on what happened. Okay. The South has their own take, but you learn a lot. Okay. Um, the country itself is gigantically huge. You can't do it in two weeks. Mm. You would have to do it maybe in a month. How long were you there for? Uh, I was legit like about a month in there. A month. A month. Mm-hmm. So hold on now. Now I, I know I'm asking you a lot of questions because I'm trying to I'm trying to picture you. All right, you 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 you're traveling on a budget. You, you don't. You're not staying in expensive places. How about what clothes are you taking? Because I'm not. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to get too personal, but are you wearing the same thing over? Uh, I mean, do you clean it daily? Yeah, this is okay. getting very first. You know what I like. About, you know what I like about T. Teresa is very funny. She's open. She she's not ashamed of telling anything. She doesn't get embarrassed. Okay. You know. So, so <laughs> here's the thing about traveling, right? Again, you have. The different types of travelers. You have those that stay out in resorts. Okay. Right? They stay about a week and you take a week's worth of clothes looking all cute for the Instagram yeah. pictures and whatnot. Then you have others that are backpackers. Okay. You see them with the gigantically huge yeah. backpacks and you pretty much take the essentials. Like instead of taking like seven pair of pants, you take like four pair of pants and you rotate. Okay. And maybe shirts you take instead of like 20 shirts, you take about 10 shirts. Okay. Undies, you'll take about maybe seven pair, one per day. Can you do laundry? Absolutely, 100%. Okay. So a lot of these hostels are equipped with laundry. Okay. So you give them your laundry, they wash it for very cheap pennies. Um, and then you get a brand new set of clothing. Okay. And sometimes as you go, you buy different things. Okay. Um, and that's in my closet. I have a few essential pieces that I like because they're very beautifully made. Okay. And they go with a lot of different things. Like, for example, the shirt that I got, I actually got it in, uh, where was it, Hong Kong? I think I got this one in Hong Kong. Okay. It's very cute, but it's the style that they wear. Okay. Um, and it was very cute, very out Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I figured you um, got it. And uh, and Forever Twenty One, you know, it's like right now. It looks nice. No, it looks nice. No, <laughs> so seriously, I would have never known you got it out there. Um, and then I learned from a friend who I met from Ireland was buying stuff and then shipping it back to the okay. states. Yeah, because I figured it's after a, a little while, you're buying stuff, it, it starts to add up. Yes. So, so were you one of the big backpackers, um, or, you, or you just had a regular so book bag? What I would be consider myself is a posh packer. Okay, a what is that? A posh packer is you will see me with a maleta, a lot <laughs> chugging it everywhere. Una maleta, see what yes, it, okay. maleta. And people laugh at me. They're like, hey, you're a backpacker, you're a posh packer yeah. because you're very posh looking, <laughs> but you have everything in your maleta. And anyone that has traveled with me will tell you, like, I'm very organized. Yeah. I have my little cases inside my bag and I make everything fit. Like, I do not play. So you roll everything yes, up? Yes, I roll it. I take all my essentials and any backpacker will tell you, you take your essentials is your medication because you never know you you never know if you're gonna get sick. Yeah. And not every country is equipped with all the medication that you need. So what is what is did you ever get sick while you were out there? Yes. No, I don't consider it sick. I consider it more of um 
I think it's an everyday thing. Like, I got really bad. I'm sorry. I got diarrhea literally every day. <laughs> <laughs> no. Every day in Egypt. No. Yes. And everyone Why? who travels to Egypt will tell you. Like, it's Is something it the in the water. Okay. Yes. It's like you go to the bathroom and their pharmacies are equipped with anti-diarrhea pills. Okay. No, okay. And they work, actually. They do work. Okay. Their brand, not our brand. Okay. So every day so in Egypt, so, that Ah, bad. so this is a conspiracy because they already know that it's giving yes. diarrhea and we're going to sell exactly. you this medication. Yeah. So that's how they make their money. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so <laughs> I think in uh, Kuala Lumpur, uh, Malaysia, I got a little bit sick, but I think it was because I transitioned from Cambodia to Malaysia on my way to Bali. And it was downpouring because it was monsoon okay. season in Cambodia. So I was getting constantly wet. And when it finally stopped and I went to Kuala Lumpur to visit the, the city, I was just in a fever, achy, maybe what like coronavirus feels like. Yeah. And I was legitimately leaving it. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die here. I remember calling my mother and I'm in the hospital. I'm like, look. So you went to the hospital? No, I called my mother. I was like, I felt like I wanted to go to the hospital because that was horrendous where I had a fever, achy. It almost felt like a really bad cold. And it was, and I figured it out. It was because the Cambodia being the downpours to somewhere really sunny, your body's taking a hit. Oh, so um, I got I took all my medications that I needed my Tylenol I stood inside um, I hydrated um, I stood away from everyone and then in the morning I took my plane and I went straight to Bali and that was oh, great oh you were good? yeah okay. it was great so it took me a day um, and of course I had the Vapuru on me you know? <laughs> <laughs> Vapuru they know you're Spanish um, they Vapuru <laughs> and then I was great I was fine the next day and I made it to Bali and I met my friend in Bali okay um I almost, well, yeah, there was another time when I was so dehydrated in Bali um, from climbing down. So, hold to on, what, how long is the trip? Do you guys like hike for miles? What do you mean? Like, okay, you know how you see some uh, some backpack travelers on maybe the National Geographic and they're, they're hiking for maybe 100 miles? Is that true or no? No, you, I mean, you have those type of backpackers. Okay. Most backpackers just like, just, it depends. It really depends on the backpacker. Like, you have, I've been a lot of people who just leave their country, right, because they can. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I met a lot of Australians who do that. Um, they'll work um, odd and end jobs. They'll work in hostels okay. for about six months, and they, they get free room and board at that point because you're helping the hostel okay. you're communicating with others you're setting up tours and then you're you're living free and you're eating free and you're working there so they okay. allow you to um, but again with the visa permits depending right on okay. the country but if you're going out there to travel I guess I, I guess the, my, my question is if you're going out there to travel why would you go out there to work on is it well, to some, get the they money? Experience. They, okay. One difference that I, I've said I mean I've noticed is especially with the European population um a lot of them start traveling at a young age. After high school, what they do, or during high school, um, a lot of them during the summer, they just leave and they just travel countries and then they go right back. Once they hit college, some of them just don't go to college, right, for about a year and they just travel extensively. For that whole year and that's and a they great love experience. It because it's an experience and a lot of them say, like, I just love it. It made me more well-rounded. Um, and you see a lot of these individuals wind up meeting people from like different countries and they get married yeah and it's beautiful because it's different experiences and they're sharing and you get to respect other people's religions right uh, yes. the way they live exactly you know so mm-hmm. if you get to see that you're like okay you're just like me just yeah. live, live a little different yeah. you know mm-hmm. think a little different but yeah. wow 
And another thing is when you travel, especially us New Yorkers, right? We're, we're used to the hustle and bustle, yeah. like the quick fix. Like you need things. You get aggressive when things don't go your way. Mm -hmm. Customer service, you need to speak to a manager. Like you need to get out of that mentality. Because when you go to different countries, um, that's not expected. You have to be very like patient. Just let things be. Things will figure it out. Like things will happen. It will okay. work out some way, somehow. But you've never gotten in trouble. Like you've never seen yourself in a situation where, you know... Because you, you hear so many stories about, you know, uh, uh, a situation where, um, oh, my God, I um, um, I um, got in this situation with some guys that might want to harm me or anything that way. Did you get in? in oh, you did. So here's the thing. As a female um, traveler, solo traveler, that's one of my issues that I do have, right? Okay. But I think it's already embedded in me as a New Yorker. Is it right? because um, when you do get in trouble, is it because... I put myself in that predicament at that point. Oh, not because you're a woman, because they see a woman traveling by herself? Well, sometimes, yes, it, that can happen. Okay. But again, going back to this New York that embedded me with always looking over my shoulder, making yeah. sure, because that's just in me. Yeah. So a lot of people sometimes that I meet uh, within their own countries, right, they're like, well, but why are you always like looking at this? Because it's already in me. I've always <laughs> had to look up That's what my father used to teach me. Look back all right? the time you're walking. Look back. Um, stop walking straight. If here, a woman can go ahead and drink at a bar. If she's drunk, she passes out or something, someone will probably help her. Or she goes home on, a, on an Uber. Yeah. That's not how it is when you travel overseas. And again, this is my perspective. These yeah. are my experiences and my opinions. You can speak to someone else who's a traveler. They yeah. may have something different. And I've seen differently, too. I don't go and get belligerently drunk yeah. when I go to these countries. I may have my sip here and there, get a little bit woozy, and then I'm like, it's time for me to go. Yeah. Bye. I don't need, no, no, it's okay. You and I are friends. We're good. And I'll take my little cab, my tuk-tuk, whatever the case may be, and go to my hostel. Yeah. Um, for example, in Thailand, uh, they're very, in North Thailand, they were very huge on like psychedelics and things like that. And okay. they had a huge hostel where we were just predominantly doing these things. I was like, hell no, I'm not going over there for that. So I was um, in a hostel where I was like, Yo, I'll just hang out with the group of friends that I made here and that's about it. I'll yeah. stay at the bar. A lot of the hostels have their own bars too. Oh. So, um, but have you ever been like in a situation where you've been followed or they, 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 they try to, somebody's tried to do something to harm you? Because, I mean, you hear a lot of these travelers disappearing. Because, yes. I mean, 39 countries and... I can imagine just then we're just getting a little bit of the stories, fellas. Like like right now we're just getting a little bit of what Teresa actually experienced overseas. But I can imagine all the stories you have. Have you been in that situation? Um, I think I placed myself in one. I remember it was like uh, in Thailand. In Thailand, there's uh, something like cabs called tuk-tuks, and they put a lot of people inside these little tuk-tuks. It's like they're like mini buses. Okay. Okay. And this is a very like South Asian thing. And I just left the Blue Moon Party, and if you want to do some research on what the Blue Moon Parties look like, because it's really crazy in these parties. Okay. Um, you take psychedelics, and then um, all of a sudden, you're like partying, and you're seeing everything. It's like the uh, limelight guys back in the days, uh -huh. you know, the limelight, or um, what was the, uh, the Roxy? The, the Roxy. Or the, the Sound Factory. Yeah, the, the, or the skating, yes. oh man, that's what, it, that's what she's, she's but getting But on at. a beach, at this point, on a <laughs> really? beach, yes. So you saw some crazy stuff. Oh, there. Doing. At that specific party, it was just insanity, the things that you saw. It was crazy. Really? Like, ladyboys dancing. Um, every, you could buy uh, psychedelics everywhere. Uh, shroom mushroom, where you shake, you have shakes where they make, um, they put the shrooms inside of it. So there's, like, a lot of different things. So that day, um, we were trying to get to back to the hostel area where I was at. And it was like a group of people in the back of this truck. And we were just like, yo, hurry up. Let's go. Let's go. Um, okay. I, what are you waiting for? The truck is ready. But again, they were trying to make money. 
these people. So they were just trying to pack the bus extra. So literally, I'm like second to last. Okay. Right? And then, again, I make money. I was just being silly, I guess, stupid. And someone drops, I think, like 100 bots or something or 50, whatever bots. Bots is their money. Yeah. And in the back of the truck, I guess the driver saw that I was looking to the floor because this person dropped it. I was like, oh, it's 100 bucks. Hey, it's, it's like three or four bucks for me. Okay, yeah. fine. So I'm like looking at it, looking at it, and looking at it. <laughs> and I kind of like put my foot Straight on it. Yoga. And then Straight I'm like, let yoga. me just grab this butt. So when I left, when I got out the, the truck, the guy goes, let me get the money. I said, let me get what money? What are you talking about? He legitimately tried to swing at me, and I swung back, and I was like, you Let's just say that I walked away because I did not want to do like a TKO or something <laughs> and they just know some type of move and I'm not a lady. Yeah. And then I'm a female. So I just, uh, I, I gave him the money. I was like, you'll take it. You need it more than me. And I walked away. Wow. Um, so only for four dollars basically. Yeah, for about and four dollars. A hundred bots. A hundred bucks. So it's like 30 something, 30 something at the time bots for one dollar. So you would think like a hundred bots. It was like a few dollars that the guy lost it. By mistake, and I was like, it's something, whatever. I can oh, give it to like some. New York. Let's step on right. it. <laughs> I tried, but he looked through the window, through the you mirror. You see everything out there. He, and I was like, yo, how through did all he... those people? No, at this point, it was the second to last okay. to leave the the bus. Okay. So okay. the person in front of me dropped something, and I guess the driver saw from his rear mirror <laughs> that I was looking down the floor, and I'm just like, yeah. oh, how did he find out? But yeah, that's a lot of money. Like you uh-huh. said, it's a lot of money for them. Four bots and everything. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, all right, whatever. But I, he literally swung at me, and I swung back, and I was like, you know what? Let me just walk away, because I, I'm a female. I can get hit. What happens? No, I'm good. I, I'm. I, I gotta go. You oh know? my god. Mm-hmm. So what, what? Right now, with everything that's going on with with COVID, um, um, you being the counselor, world traveler, it's been basically you've been home a lot now. It's just like you've yeah. just been stuck at home. Mm-hmm. Where do you? See yourself now. You said you're looking to travel again. When so the- when March happened, um, and COVID started uh, coming into the city, and it got really extreme. I went through a series of emotions where it was just a roller coaster. Wow. At one point, I was like, I'm on my own. I can't see people. I can't meet people. I can't do things. I can't leave the country because I'm thinking four months ahead. I'm like, what am I doing in the summer? I yeah. already had everything set for me. So what do I do now? And then dealing with the death of some of these children's families and dealing with emotions and suicide and depression, I even started feeling that way too. Wow. So as a counselor, we deal with the lies. So we can get burned out. So at one point, I had to literally draw the line and say, you know what, at 6 o'clock, I'm done. Usually my time ends at 4.20. I extended it, sometimes it's to 9, 10 o'clock at night. Because some of these kids needed it. They needed it. They're home. But then no one, you're helping them, but no one helping you. And that's when the city started bringing up, like, you know what, you also need help. Like, yeah. counselors, teachers need help. So they started opening up awareness, like these 1-800 numbers for us, um, and these uh, websites that we could actually speak to counselors live. Okay. And it was true, and I did need someone to speak to. Thank goodness I do have a few friends that I can kind of vent to that that also help, but I still need actual support and help. Yeah, definitely. Right, from a professional. Um, that was March, April, May. Come June, I was already more like, I was becoming numb okay. already. Like, it is what it is, and I know this is what I should expect. Okay. And as a traveler, you can't house me. I feel like I'm in a cage. I'm yeah. like, what do I do? I need to yeah, get out of here. That. So I'm trying to figure out different countries to go to, what to do. All of a sudden, the borders are closing. One border's closing. Greece, I was hoping to go to, and they just closed the borders and on the And you said they're not, you just told me, fair that they're not letting 
U.S. Any, Amer- Americans, yes, Americans at all. So because which country was which, which country? So I was waiting for uh, Greece. At one point, the EU, which is a European nation, okay, um, they said nope, the U.S. is not allowed at all. So, but in within the European nations, every country works on their own. Okay. So Greece was like, no, oh, let's just. I think we're going to open up the borders. You know, it's okay. We're going to do our own thing. So they were giving, I guess, the U.S. like an opportunity, I guess, to get better. Okay. Um, July 1st, I waited. I waited. There were like no, no signs of opening up the borders for the U.S. yet, but other people can come in. All of a sudden, so hold with on. this whole... Every, so you're telling me that, which I didn't know this, and I'm just getting this information from you. You're telling me that you, the EU, European Union, mm-hmm. are letting other countries in except the U.S.? Within... The European uh, okay. Union, okay, but they already have a list of countries that are very high cases, and they will not allow them into the European Union. Which one is uh, Mexico, Brazil, U.S., and some other countries? They okay. have a list, and we're part of it. Um, so Greece, I think July fifth or sixth said, nope, U.S. is out. Wow. U.S. cannot come into the Greece area because of the spike that we've right. had now. So. Before, they were going to have a flight directly from New York to Greece. Okay. Right? So it's a great, it, that's a yeah, great, no, no traveling in between. All of a sudden, they're like, no, nope, U.S. can't come. Why? Because Florida messed it up for us. Because Texas messed it up for us. So now, we're remember, we're not just one state. We're a nation. Yes, so they're United, looking yeah, at United. us as a whole country. Yeah, but you know what? The, um, the, the, what, I, what I've noticed is I, I was speaking to a couple of people that the, um, the rise of the, of, of, being infected is rising, mm-hmm. but the death toll is still declining. Yes, we know this information, yeah. but according to what other countries are seeing, is they're seeing the death tolls. So, we in New York have contained it, but these other states have not. They're seeing the spike. Why? Because they opened. But it's only the spike of of, of the uh, of of the con- uh, being con- um, being con- Infe- infected? infected with mm-hmm. these. But they're seeing a, a case. But they're not of, seeing of death. Are they still seeing now? They're seeing it. Yes, like Florida, really? they're seeing it. There's a spike um, in, I think, Texas and all these other states. Okay. They're seeing the spike and the death toll is going up, even if it's a little bit, but they're seeing it. Okay. So as this is happening, remember, we're a nation, not stay us from New Yorkers to Flor- Flor- Floridians. We can see, like, okay, there's a difference. But to other countries, they're like, uh-uh, you guys are a full nation so, and your numbers are going higher. You're the second, Brazil's being one. I wow. think right now surpassed us already, right? Um, so it doesn't matter. For, so for them, it's like so. And you this can't is come. what's holding you back from traveling. Yes. So right now, I am I'm stuck here. Wow. So at one point, I wanted to go to South Dakota to go to Mount Rushmore. You yeah, know, do different travel. things in our own backyard because yeah. there's things to do here in the yeah, states. Yeah, because my daughter's in Kansas right now. They're not. The the funny part I don't know now. I got to actually verify with her that. We're not allowed on the base, especially New Yorkers. Yeah. I don't know now because our numbers has been going down, mm-hmm. but um, people from New York weren't allowed on the base, so she like it doesn't make sense for you to come. Mm-hmm. You know, and they weren't even they they were even allowed uh, them to come out either because they had a guy which uh, from, I won't even say because she gave me the information, so I'm not gonna say that part. Mm-hmm. But they make sure that no one comes in and out of the base. At this they time, infected, right? yeah, because yeah. you know the military, they have know. to be prepared. Right, yeah, and if they get infected, and there's a big how spike, can they? how can yeah. they defend us? Yeah. Wow. So right now you're just stuck. You're yeah. So I'm doing my research now, and um, I won't disclose the country that I'm going to. Uh, hopefully next week, but this country specifically is allowing us to go in. Okay. Now, am I scared? Yes, I'm kind of a little bit nervous because. 
I already did the antibody test. I'm negative, okay. right? And I'm going to go on a plane for about eight hours. I'm going to do a transit uh, flight okay. to the country. So I'm going to stop in one country, which I had to make sure that that country accepts U.S. transiting to the next country. Okay. And they do. Um, so my final destination, I may get checked for COVID. Okay. Um, you have to wear a mask. You have to do different things, um, wow. precaution. So I'm stepping again to uncharted territory where it would have been last year. I just go in and I'm like, welcome me. Hey, how you doing? Let's do this. And you know? how long you plan to stay out wherever you're going? Um, maybe a month. Yeah, for about a month maybe. And maybe travel to another country that's taking the U.S. But everything changes day by day. Yeah, because we don't know what's going on yeah. right now. Because, you know, I, I'm not even getting into I got into it so many times with with this, uh, with the media and everything. We right. just don't know what's the right information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then when you come back, everything you hopefully be back to normal and you're back into school September, well, which is what they're, hope, they're hoping. Well, they're go- they already have a, um, a whole program for each school. Right? Okay. So um, I don't know if you guys listen or you listen to the uh, the mayor, which I don't agree yeah, a lot of the time. That, uh, That's a yeah, whole different you know, topic. Yeah, I've done so many right now with arguments that I'm like all argued out. And right now I wanted to talk to you. <laughs> you because you know we've known each other for a while i know you're a world yeah. traveler i know you give a different perspective as a counselor being in a school so i'm like you know what i need to talk to Teresa, see what's going on in her see what she sees but i actually really want to talk more about your travels because i know i've if i've traveled to like 10 countries that's a lot like i just say if you can um do it I mean, I get it. You know, money makes the world go round. No, but you also have the time because of the yes, type that, of job. Because see, that's my that's issue right now. Is because mm-hmm. I work seven days a week, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't have the time to just just go anywhere. And if I do, I have to contract somebody out, and I don't necessarily just don't make money, but I also lose money because I have mm-hmm. to pay that person for right, those days to work for that. Yeah, day. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I do. I mean, I, I'm I'm lucky enough to have the schedule where I'm able to leave, and do what I need to do and explore have the time um some people say it's like the money oh my god how do you have enough money to do all this again i'm not the luxury traveler so i make sure that during the next like 10 months of my life i'm kind of like saving up three different ways one for my future two for my present whatever i need to do now and three for my travels right which is you're very frugal now to do what you're doing for the summer right so that's why it lasts so long and i'm able to jump from country to country to country because again, I'm checking, my, I'm checking my budget one, yeah. and I'm telling, I'm not splurring, buying myself a Gucci bag and like Louis Vuitton shoes. Dude, I was about to say the or same thing. Crazy <laughs> nonsense that, that you, that's you're just spending lose your money on it. experience, right? So that experience goes with me until the day that I pass away, yeah. and it's a way for me to connect with others too. Again, I'm a social butterfly, and I like, although I'm an introvert, I'm also an extrovert. Yeah. Um, when I need to be. Yeah. And this allows me to just have conversations like this about the world, about like, yeah. what's your views on things? And when people ask me questions about like, what's going on in the U.S., I can go ahead and talk to them. Yeah. Give an example. I have a friend who lives in China. I met in Egypt. Um, and we, uh, we were backpacking. It was great. He's awesome. He went back to China and COVID started over there. Mm-hmm. So he was already telling me about what's going on. Prior of us happening, you know, the things that were happening here yeah. in, in March. Yeah, he was going the guy, through the in December. That, the, the gentleman that I had before, prior to, he's like, it, it was out here mm-hmm. since November. Yeah, December, yeah. November, So December, he was, yeah. he told me, he was like, Teresa, stay home when this happens. You know, try to not interact with you. Cover your face. Do what you need to do because we're now getting over here. Same thing with my South Korean friend. Wow. Um, and she's a teacher. 
and but they were shut down from saying yes, anything. They had two months straight shut down. They cannot go outside unless you had no. Like but a, they can't even get on the internet and communicate nothing. with anyone. No, so there's different ways. Those well, are tricks. That's okay. another conversation. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. We don't want to blow up their spot either. Right. No. Um. So there's ways to get uh, out of that. But they would communicate with me and they would say, "Just okay. be careful. You know, you're this is gonna pass. But just when they tell you to do things, just do it." And they're great. They're they're uh, South Korea is doing their own thing. They had a spike, and then uh, in China, he's doing okay now. He's out okay. and about. They just they close the clubs and whatnot, so he can't go club yeah. or anything like that. But they could go interact and have dinner and do things like. Yeah, because I've I've been out uh, to, to 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 Queens and they got these everything outside now mm-hmm. and I'm like you know what if that's a new norm actually I like it better than being inside so a lot of the restaurants have their stuff outside so we, you know, you have a few drinks and everything mm-hmm. I, I like that part mm-hmm. I, I don't like certain other parts that they're trying to force up uh, upon us but that little changes I can deal with but let me tell you something when you travel you see a lot of what we're going through now yeah. you see that in other countries as it is and it's a norm for them and you think we handle it wrong differently or we're we're just very privileged here. Okay. Right? So this whole mass situation thing, that's been going on for many years. Guess what? And every when I was a little girl, I remember even traveling, I would see the Asian population always covering their nice, faces. Yeah. And we're like, why are you covering your faces? This is like whatever, whatever country. You shouldn't. They already know. And these are just precautionary things that you need to do. This is everyday things of... Taking care of yourself. Because it's a norm. It's it's a it's right. a norm for them. For right. us, it so wasn't. It wasn't. So we're very privileged here. Yeah. Um. So like eating out, I prefer to be outside eating. Like, why do I need to be indoors yeah. to smell your funk? Yeah. You know, maybe a bad breath. I don't hey, know. Hey, you know, hey, maybe I took a shower before I came. <laughs> so I took like... a... Trust me, she wouldn't want me to do smell that way. Like, you got so... Here's a gum. No, but you know what? I I. I you know what I love you thank you yeah. I really you know I wanted to hear your perspective I wanted to do something different because we were I was just talking about politics you know I did a rambling on my first one just in English then I did a rambling in Spanish and everybody's laughing because I mentioned mommy I guess that's why she's not talking to me now sorry mom and you know had a couple of people that I know that I was in the military with and they came on you know a, a nurses uh, a, a guy with 22 years experience talking about the COVID mm-hmm. and hear his perspective mm-hmm. and then we almost got into, into we're going to do a part two with him actually because we got into the uh the the the, uh, the 45 okay yeah so you know but i didn't want to get into that with you because i wanted to get into your travels and everything yeah. and i do appreciate that and if hey we gotta i gotta bring you back and you gotta tell us more stories yeah definitely man i appreciate it Teresa, what do you any last words um last words live your life um don't let anyone stop you and the world is gigantically huge. Go experience something that you've never experienced before. Like she says, <laughs> stop spending your money on Gucci purses and go use that money to experience the world. Yep. Thank you, T. Love you. Hey, another another one out the books. Till next time, buddy. Take care. Love you. <laughs>